I love the smell of Kickstarters in the morning. It smells like victory. This is the Veteran Wargamer. This is the Veteran Wargamer. I am your host, Jay Arnold. In this episode, episode 36, I speak with Jay Wiley of Wiley Games about Fistful of Lead, Galactic Heroes, a new science fiction version of his perennial small-scale skirmish game. Now, we're going to be talking about a Kickstarter that, at the time of recording, had not fully funded. Uh, Since recording, the project has become fully funded. That being said, I highly recommend you go and check out the Kickstarter for Galactic Heroes. The link is in the show notes. If you don't want to bother with the show notes, just go to Kickstarter and use Galactic Heroes as your search term. You will find it. There are a lot of neat upgrades and options available, but they're only going to get unlocked if you go and pledge. So at the time of release, we've got about three weeks to get those pledges in. So go ahead and get on top of that. Uh, it's, it's looking like it's going to be a really neat system. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I am joined by Jay Wiley of Wiley Games, uh, author of the entire line of Fistful of Lead games. Jay, how you doing? Good. Well, I, I wanted to thank you for coming on. Uh, you've got a Kickstarter going right now for Fistful of Lead Galactic Heroes, and we'll we'll talk about more we'll talk sure. more about that at length. Uh, but first, I'm, I'm going to ask you the same question I ask all of my guests that are on for the first time, and that is, what makes you a veteran war gamer? Uh, probably because I've been at this for about uh, 35 years, pretty much. Um, my my first war gaming was uh, well. I started out with a lot of like a lot of people my age. I was thirteen when in nineteen eighty three when D and D kind of really hit. And I know that's a role playing game and not a war game, mm-hmm. but that's what got me into painting miniatures. Uh, my first my first miniatures were a, a couple box sets you could actually get out of the J C Penney's catalog, and they came with mm. a painting guide and some and some paints and that just started me down the long dark path and I can remember you know writing my own rule sets even back then so I've been mm-hmm. I've been at it and it wasn't until I was probably in my 20s that I found out that they have conventions and they have all these other people that do the same thing and yeah and uh, that's and that's really where the the sort of grown up or gaming and that's actually where where Fistful of Lead actually came from, too. I was at a, a con at the Plumber's Union Hall over by Bannister Mall, which is in yeah. um, South Kansas City, for people who don't know. And and there was a guy running a big cowboy game, and he had all this terrain, and and I was just fascinated, and I was trying to ask him all these questions. And, of course, he's trying to run a game, and he was kind of <laughs> kind of a jerk to me. And, but and, and now that I've run games, I realize I was probably you know bugging him while he's trying to run this thing. But at the time, I just thought he was uh, a real jerk, so I was angry. And I went over across the table, and there's somebody at the time that was selling Dixon. I was the only maker of like cowboys at that time, and I bought like 
10 miniatures and I'm like, I'm going to go write my own rules. And so yeah, that's, that's kind of the genesis of, of fistful of lead. But, um, cause I did, I literally grabbed a fistful of lead and went home and wrote my own rules. And so yeah. that's where it all started. So yeah. And I play just about anything. So, <laughs> well, great. Um, now before we started recording, we were talking, we're both, we're both from the Kansas city area. Yeah. Uh, you're just a little bit north of me in Independence. I was I I went to high school in Lee Summit. You're you graduated from Truman in Independence. Yes, I was and, actually a mascot too. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw I think I saw exactly one Lee Summit High School football game in my <laughs> in my four years. Uh. But uh no we we had kind of a not quite parallel development in our appreciation of the hobby because it sounds like a lot of your early experiences at King's Crown in Overland Park, Kansas, and uh, Yankee Doodle in Grandview mirror yeah. mirror mine. Well, that was that was that was really the only places you could go to to get stuff. Yeah, you know, to get miniatures, to get paints, you know, to to see other people kind of doing the same thing it's like you know i could imagine being in a small town and then you know coming to a bigger city and finding like a comic book place if you were you know into it no one else was you know really into it around mm-hmm. you so but kansas city's been i don't know what it is but we have a really sort of vibrant um wargaming community i mean there are groups all over the city and i mean just going to recruits our local con there and at least some at your alma mater and you see like, wow, this is, you know, <laughs> this is big, especially when I, I've been to some regional cons around here and they're all very nice people and they're all great, but man, they just, they don't have the same kind of, I, I don't know what it is in the water here or whatever, but we've got, you know, got a lot of people really into working. Right. Here, so. And well, you know, recruits, I've, I've talked about recruits at length. I've, I probably have more episodes of of this podcast where I at least mention recruits than I don't. Um, it's, it's, it's a treasure. It really is. If, if, and again, if you're listening and have the opportunity to get to Lee summit in September to, to go to the recruits show, I highly recommend it. It is a, it's a unique and special event, uh, in my opinion. Especially if you've got, yeah, especially if you've got kids that, you know you want to introduce to the um hobby pass it along or whatever because that's specifically it's where the name comes from is specifically to you know bring in new people to the hobby and it's very friendly to newcomers it's very friendly to kids you'll see some old guy right next to a seven eight year old kid you know having a great time so it's 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 very open it's very affordable um lots of vendors Including me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah, can't say enough nice things, you know. Barring going to one of the mega conventions, which aren't always um that friendly to outsiders, uh I think it's it's a great little con. Yeah, as as we record, Adepticon is gonna be spinning up tomorrow. Yeah, and I got a couple I, friends I would... that are there and I wanted to go myself, but it just wasn't in the cards this year, so maybe yeah, I you know, luckily for the listeners of the veteran wargamer, um, yeah, I would definitely, definitely like to get to Adepticon sometime. But I'm definitely looking forward to getting back to recruits. I missed last year, 
and I definitely want to get get there this year. I'm I'm really looking sure. forward to it. Um, now, you mentioned where Fistful of Lead kind of got its its angry <laughs> its angry yeah, start, its for, angry birth, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Um, yeah. How so? Do you remember what year that was? Because I remember, was that an HMGS? Uh, not Midwest, uh, but uh, probably more than likely that's what it is. Um, I first published the rules uh, to where anyone could access them in 2001. I think was the very first mm-hmm. iteration of it, um, and there it sat for a while. And I, um, I got some people that wanted me over the years. The few people that had bought it had. Um, wanted me had had specific questions that I had left out of the original rules, um, and also wanting a uh, a campaign system, which uh, and a build system, which personally as a gamer, to me it tends to break um, a lot of war games. Mm-hmm. I, I think there is no magic uh, uh, army builder formula that ever really works and there's campaigns for various reasons tend to break down and they also tend to um, become unbalanced very quickly so when I finally did break down and release reloaded a couple years ago we did it as a kickstarter to to answer some of the the questions that come up and to give a a campaign system and and a unit builder which I did Begrudgingly, but I think I also did it in a way that was pretty balanced and uh, uh, will hold up. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I think 2001 was when I first published it. But uh, let me see, it was probably 92. Mm-hmm. I think I was out of college, definitely. So yeah. Okay. So 92, 93, maybe. Something Alrighty. like that is when it first came out. So it's been around a while. Yeah. And, and for whatever reason, it's just now really <laughs> catching on. Like England, they're like going nuts for some, over there on Lead Adventure Forum. There's like three or four guys that have really taken it and and helped me get a UK distributor over there. And, Great. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've got a friend in Virginia who's been playing a lot of the uh, uh, Horse and Musket Fistful of Lead. Yeah. And... and- and he's really, really liking that. Well, what what I think the popularity of that has had, besides just personally, I mean, I know I'm, you know, I'm talking about my baby here, so I'm gonna be a little bit biased. I mean, besides, I think it being a solid set of rules, what where it can shine is it bridges a sort of gap between the larger skirmish or the larger, bigger battle, so you can play with his. With two people as little as ten figures, which you think, wow, it's not a lot, but that can give you a good hour of gaming, and you could play several um, scenarios back to back and have mm-hmm. like a little uh, little mini campaign, and it, and it still holds up eight players. I mean, I I have a game every Thursday night, and there's regularly six to eight people, so I'm I'm running a mini con at my house once a week. Yeah, and um, it, it doesn't slow down, it doesn't uh, break the rules, which a lot of uh, there's a lot of games out there I really like, but I just can't play it um, my place because it, they just don't. They can't take that many that many people right um, with them. So so we're with especially with horse and musket, you can try out a bunch of different periods. Like, hey, I really want to do some peninsular stuff, but I don't want to have to paint 
you know, to a level of say a sharp practice or a, a black powder, then right. I can sit there and paint up. Oh, well, now I want to, you know, I want to paint some American Revolution. So you end up, it, it works perfectly for that sort of ooh shiny complex. Which right. is, so if you right. want to just invest very little money into a period and just try it out, and um, the horse and musket, and and all the other versions have kind of come about from. Um, you know, to saying, hey, that you know, why don't we try this? Why don't we try this? And and it's and it's been really good. And especially the horse and musket, it's surprisingly um, forces you to use very small unit tactics. So you end up having to do sort of uh, half your forces move up while the other give fire and mm -hmm. the other guys fire while the other guys are reloading. Um, and it and it ends up paying off if you you do those sort of things we had a game we were just at twister con this last weekend and i did a french and indian war game and it took a couple turns but there were a couple of players that picked up on that and they ended up just mopping the floor with the other ones who weren't <laughs> right now obviously fistful lead started as an old west game and there's mm -hmm. a horse and musket version uh and we're going to talk about galactic heroes kind of a heroic sci-fi version what yeah. what all versions have you released at this point? So at this point, there's the Fistful Lead, uh, the original, the OG, that's the, the Wild West version. We've got Horse and Musket, which covers pretty much anything before repeater, so your black powder. You could you go back you know a little bit earlier if you wanted to. Um, and then we just released this last week before the con. We did a supplement for uh, Horse and Musket which is uh, Red Hatchets and Black Powder which is just, it's really 10 scenarios for the French and Indian War and then uh, just a couple of pages on how to sort of tweak Horse and Musket for the period but um, in playtest for Buccaneers and Musketeers which will be a swashbuckling version so you can do your pirates you can mm -hmm. do your Muskets, uh, musketeers, anything sort of in that, and I really just—it's um, the same engine. It's just adding a little bit more flair and um, traits to it. Uh, that I had mentioned earlier that uh, the UK is kind of kick, starting to kick in, and there's a couple of guys that are running a game at Salute that they're calling. It's uh, going to be a gothic horror version. Um, oh, nice! And they're basically taking it and tweaking it and and uh, they're going to hand over pretty much what they've come up with. They're playtesting it right now. If you go on Let Adventure Forum and look at um, uh, I think it's the Goings On in Limehouse. It's uh, they're, they're building this really fantastic it's Oshiro uh, modeling. He's doing the uh, buildings and stuff for it and it's like this fantastic little corner of Victorian London and then they're going to be fighting like I'm assuming Dracula and mm -hmm. and other uh, and his henchmen anyway so they're they're working on that and basically are handing it over to me and and, and they're going to be doing a line of miniatures I think through uh, Boot Hill Miniatures is going to do okay. a line of the gothic horror guys and Oshiro is going to do some uh, buildings, and then we're gonna Neat. 
maybe work out a swap so I can sell some of their stuff and then they'll send her some of the stuff because Oshiro is now my uh, UK distributor and okay. so back to what else we're working on um, just about everything I'm, I'm at a point where I want to there's subtle variations in each period of course but I, I want to make the engine consistent so that if you know how to play it then you can kind of switch gears to do whatever you want we've right. done I've done World War II commando raids with it works mm -hmm. great um, some uh, Victorian stuff some Victorian sci-fi stuff I'm doing a little my little version of Necromunda with some Victorian sci-fi guys so think oh, of okay. if Necromunda was having under the streets of London kind of a thing um, so we got kind of a lot of irons in the fire and it's um, it's kind of the sky's the limit I'm also trying to do a I've also got a couple things that I'm doing that aren't using the fistful of lead engine mm -hmm. that I've we've played over the years I've got a uh, medieval mass battle rule set that I've we've been playing for again it's like fistful of lead like a couple of decades and everyone yeah. really likes it and it's like oh maybe I should do something with this so again it, it, it sticks to our sort of premise of keep it simple but make it period um keep everybody engaged so i so that's where we're at yeah now a couple years ago i went to recruits and played a i guess it'd be a playtest version at this point yeah. of of a po post-apocalyptic version yeah and before we started recording uh you had said that it was kind of not quite where you want it. Is that on the horizon? Is that yeah, are you still working so, that? Or? Yeah, so I think Galactic Warriors has set us up for uh, Wasteland Warriors, or Galactic Heroes will set us up for Wasteland Warriors, which is what we were calling the, the post-apocalyptic one. Mm -hmm. um, the, the problem was it was making too much of a jump um, from the basics that we had, and there was almost too much if if i feel like if if it won't hold up in like a, a convention setting to where if i can't explain it to you in 10 15 minutes and we don't get to get going it sort of doesn't pass my muster right and i think that was there were just too many snags it didn't help that i, I wasn't running it my buddy that was was doing a, a great job but even he hadn't played it enough to really uh uh pull it off and and that to me if he couldn't do it, then I knew that the average person wasn't going to be able to do it either. So it was this head in a direction where it was a little bit more complicated than I than I wanted it to be. So mm. the plan now is to do Galactic Heroes. That'll get everybody a, a basis, and then we can I can almost release wins as a like a supplement to it because you okay. in, in theory with Galactic Heroes you you could use it for a post-apocalyptic thing if you wanted to easily because it's really just taking the engine and, and strap it on whatever you want so essentially it's it's a what I'm trying to do is a toolkit that then people can sort of do whatever they want with it I mean there's a, okay. another one of the UK guys that's making a medieval battle out of it so I'm like okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright now you keep mentioning the engine, and I think we would be remiss if we didn't at least briefly describe how sure. the rules work. So, uh, basically, uh, the the action is driven 
by cards and then the the solutions are done with a dice and I'm a I'm a ten-sided dice guy um, I know that the old t6s give you that nice bell curve but I kind of like the wackiness sometimes a ten-sided dice could give you so um, essentially it's a very small game too in certain ways because most people are only going to be controlling five to six miniatures and you're gonna you're gonna get a we're gonna take a standard deck of 52 cards and everyone's gonna get deck everyone's gonna get dealt a card for each miniature they control so if you have five you get five you only have four guys left you only have four and you only have three guys left so what that the cards are used are to, used to determine the turn order so at the beginning of a, a new turn you pick somebody one of the players or a ref to call out kings and then everyone who's got a king card activates their uh, a miniature with a card so if you have two kings you could activate two guys and then we go to queens and then we go to jacks and so that's how we do our turn order now you're not essentially you're not picking a specific figure and assigning it to a card you get to kind of see how the play is how the turn is playing out to then decide who's going to do next the sort of elegance that comes into it or is the uh, specialty cards so certain cards in the deck also give you something special they can do so a queen of hearts if you activate a miniature with a queen of hearts uh, they can heal a wound so if you had a guy who had a wound and you activate him with the Queen of Hearts, he just suddenly realized, oh, it's just a flesh wound. There was a little bit more blood than I thought. I'm not really that hurt. Uh, or uh, a seven card lets you re-roll any one dice roll during the turn. So you, the other part of it is uh, aces are wild. So if you have an ace and you don't happen to have uh, a Queen of Hearts, you can, act, you can throw down the ace and say, hey, this is mm. a Queen of Hearts. Uh, oh, okay. So it, it it allows you to to do some fun things. So I've had a case where I had three guys who were laying wounded in the middle of the street, and everybody was just kind of ignoring them because they're like, "Yeah, what are those guys are going to do?" Well, I had a queen of hearts and I had two aces, and I was like, "Look, three queen of hearts!" And all of a sudden, these guys jump up and start blazing away. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it uh, it. It sounds really easy, but it ends up becoming really kind of a nice little. There's some tactics involved, and you're also forced to watch mm -hmm. what other players are doing, so it also keeps you engaged. The actual shooting mechanisms and everything are pretty simple based on a D10. Uh, the ranges I kept kind of simplified. For instance, the Cowboys, I didn't lay out every kind of revolver that's out there because. Uh, in my mind, they all you can fight all day about it, but they kind of all did the same thing, yeah, um, for the most part. Um, so we really like with the Cowboys, we have pistol, shotgun, rifle, and that's it. And they have you know six inch short range, a long inch, twelve inch long range, and for pistols, and then like twelve and twenty four for rifles. And um, I want people to be able to play like one two three turns and then i don't need to be there anymore and they can pretty much run the game themselves and that generally right. seems to be how it plays out and there's always some great little 
fun moments that happen and there seems to be these weird little narratives that write themselves and anybody who's yeah. played with the same figures over the years always has like the guy that won't die or the guy that dies all the time and um, but yeah so anyway it's uh get back to your original question because i'm wondering um yeah it's <laughs> that's we, okay we, we use a we use a standard card deck to to, to set up the turn order and then uh some dice to decide our shooting and stuff so one of the things that we've done too is uh, your regular guys use a d10 but you can also play in such a way that your militia or your green troops they use like a d8 and then your true badasses get to use like a d12 okay but get to use the same chart so uh, a guy who's walking around with a d12 is going to be creaming everybody because uh, hitting with a, a long range on a on a D10 with an eight or above is suddenly jumps when you get a D12 suddenly makes it a lot easier. Right. So if you want to think about it in the case of Galactic Heroes, your Space Marines or your D12s and your and your uh, uh, lowly Space Goblins are like a D8 kind of a thing. So sure. Okay. And now, anytime you take a a basic uh, mechanism or set of mechanisms and start applying different uh, backgrounds or settings to them, you always got to tweak them a little bit. Sure. Uh, what are some of the tweaks that you've made to Galactic Heroes to get it to stand out from Horse and Musket and, sure. and traditional Fistful of Lead? Well, we've added a lot more what people would call like a skill or a trait, and then you can use that to um, add flavor to different... Uh, models to make them kind of fit your idea of of whatever sci-fi force you're working with mm -hmm. um, so besides that we've added um, we added the much wanted overwatch mechanism which I don't think throws stuff off too much uh, where basically you can hold for an action and then later on try to interrupt people which seems to be a more of a a more modern uh, tactic that would, you wouldn't necessarily see earlier. Um, we've added in, I'll, we'll call it, I've been calling it goons. So they're like squads of lesser trained troops. So, uh, especially for sci fi, if you wanted to use these for like bug hordes or mm -hmm. hordes of troops or just lowly planetary militia or civilians, um, these operate. Uh, a, like a single fig, but they're actually a group of figs. Okay. Um, um, but instead, of, in, in the regular rules, most of the miniatures can take three wounds, but in this case, uh, each figure is acting like a, a single wound. And so you have a group of three figures, so one of them gets a wound, they're just out. So just think of it as uh, a group of figures, more or less, Moving and acting like a single figure in a certain way, but uh, but it gives you the illusion of hordes of forces out there. Um, okay. We're going to be adding, you know, psychic powers, um, armor, all the crazy weaponry and stuff you can think of. And then mm -hmm. we'll also be adding some simple rules for vehicles. I'm not... Uh, my personal vision is not to have like tanks and 
APCs and stuff like that on the table because that's just not the scale that we're playing at. So we will have right. some like hover cars and speeder bikes and and things like that. But to me, a lot of games break down. Even some of the best games break down as soon as you throw a tank on the table. Um, sure. It it doesn't work anymore. Right. Uh, so so we'll be adding a lot of the flash and flare that'll that makes you think of sci-fi. But at the same time, I think you're, we're we're going to keep the fun and the simplicity of the original rules. We're going to give you a, a, a toolkit to to make it is make it your own. So I've uh, the game I ran in Oklahoma City was sort of a Flash Gordon esque space opera. You had yeah. very heroic figures. Each guy had their own sort of set of skills that set them out. We had like a Han Solo type guy with blazing with blasters and a, a big Chewbacca type, you know, smash, smash guy. And then we had like the robot Legion and, and, uh, and then some of the Imperial forces, but we're running a game tomorrow night and I'm hoping to tape a little bit of it so we can show some specific, um, situations that, that I can then put on the, both my, um, blog and then on the Kickstarter that's going to be more of a near future sort of scenario so you can see that you can use it for uh, less of a gonzo sort of space opera thing and make it more uh, closer to modern stuff so in that case we're just going to have some pretty standard troop types and uh, with uh, you know automatic with like you know automatic weapons and stuff like that or sure. like lasers or anything like that so so hopefully that can show people that can kind of bridge whatever you want it to be. I got people that are like, I'm gonna use this for Necromunda. I'm gonna use this for uh, 40k. I'm gonna use this for uh, all kinds of different stuff. So yeah, I'm yeah. Like, okay, man, <laughs> that's what it's for. Whatever lets you do. Yeah. If it helps you dig out some dusty old lead that you haven't played with in forever because you hated, you bought the figs and you hated the rules, then all, all power to you. Yeah, and, and that's definitely one of the things I like about smaller publishers such as yourself. Uh, not not tying the rules necessarily to a line of figures. You know, it gives you a, a, a definite amount of freedom that you wouldn't otherwise have to, you know, throw in a bunch, you know, throw in uh, cases or... Oh, I'd, know, love in, to, I'd love to do figs. I just... Yeah. <laughs> got that kind of... Believe me, I mean, I it, you know, I understand your uh, the larger publishers, the rules are there to sell the minis, and I'm having to come right. at it from and me and a bunch of other people have to come at it from the other way too. We can't give you the minis, so we gotta sell you the rules. Believe me, I'd love to have my own line. I've I've got a couple of ideas for Fistful of Lead that I'd I'd love to take it in uh, with very specific line of miniatures to go with it, but I just you know. That's that's a whole level of uh, income that I don't have. So yeah. Well, it, if if I can borrow from if I can borrow from the bard, to me, the play's the thing. You yeah. know, if 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 you don't have a good set of rules, it doesn't matter how nice the miniatures are. Sure. Well, and, and yeah, and I anytime somebody tells me that they had a great time, um, that's that makes my whole day because I'd rather. You know, hearing that is what is what makes the whole the whole thing worth it. 
So. Yeah, and and especially with like a sci-fi or fantasy game, uh, when you can kind of pick and choose the different lines that your figures are from, yeah. and you know you you get exactly what you want in a force that 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 just makes my day. You know, and I like coming up with my own narrative stories and my own my own background and that sort of thing. So it's you know the the small print guys like yourself are really you know, really help with that. And I, I certainly applaud what you do. I, 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 I have not made it a secret at all that I am definitely a cheerleader for the little guys in the industry. And, and so I hopefully, and I hope you can continue on doing what you're doing, not just yourself, but all the other sure. small, small, well, I mean, guys. that's really where the hobby started really. Um, right. And, um, I'm not saying that one way is better than the other. I mean, anytime I think you can uh, reach a wider audience and get people, you know, interested in it. Like, like I said before, I got into it from a to- you know, from a, from playing D and D and stuff, which was, you know, super po- super popular at the time. Not knowing that, yeah, for decades there had been other people out there playing with you know, little airfix guys and, and other mm-hmm. kind of military miniatures um, doing their whole thing. So, it, hey, if you want to play 40K as a gateway drug to get you to actually play some historical stuff, that's that's great. Um, whatever it takes to get more people interested in it. And, you know, like I said, if as long as you're having fun, uh, I'm cool with it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you've got a Kickstarter going for Galactic Heroes mm-hmm. as we record and as we release, because I'm hoping to release in the next day or two. Uh, it, it is still going strong. Um, yeah, we're actually, like 100 bucks short of the first goal <laughs> or of the actual funding. So, uh-huh. anyways, well, you've got some time yet. to buy anything, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's part of the reason why I wanted to get you on is to, to get, get you out in front of a wider audience and hopefully get you over the edge because I I uh, you know I I back I'm backing it myself so you know we're definitely yeah. in this together at this point. <laughs> um, well, I I invite anybody um, who's listening that's never heard of Fistful Lead um, to give it a Google. Just look up reviews. Um, I think you'll find that 95% of them are are very positive. Um, I think I saw one negative one on War Games Vault because I had had some proofreading issues. But other than that, as far as playability and and people liking the game, like I said, feel free to go on the internets and and look around, and I think you'll find lots of really positive reviews across the board. So um, yeah. if you don't believe me, listen to everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> So just to just to go over the the campaign, yeah. um, why don't you tell the folks what your pledge levels are? Sure. The very basic one, of course, we just ask like anybody else. It's like, hey, if you got up this one, um, there's a five dollar pledge, which allows you to basically sort of opens you up to pick and choose whatever pieces you want. Um, we have a ten dollar one that just gives you a, a straight up. A digital copy of the rules um, and that's it we've got a uh, another $10 one that's uh, 
that's a digital copy and lets you add on any of the stretch goals. I had specifically people from uh, UK and Europe that just wanted the digital stuff, didn't want me sending them anything because uh, they didn't want to have to pay for shipping and stuff like that. So I made one that was digital and you could buy other stuff and one that was just purely just give me the stuff I can you can send through the computer. We've got one that's $25, which just gives you uh, a printed copy of the, or $20 one gives you a printed copy of the rules. We got a $25 one that gives you a printed copy and the the uh, a digital copy of the rules. Then we have $65 one, which is generally the most popular one. It's kind of the one we had with the original Fistful Lead Kickstarter that gives you a hard copy of the rules, digital copy of the rules. Uh, I mentioned earlier that, that it's card driven and you can use your regular cards, but we make a custom card deck that uh, I do all the design work for that has all the aforementioned special bonuses actually on it. Um, so you can look right there on the card and then we're gonna have some little, we call status markers, but little markers to put beside your guys to know when they're wounded or sneaking around or taking a, you know, well, just to kind of give you the status of the figures. And then we did one, cause you always gotta do one that's kind of crazy, that's 150. And that one's gonna give you all the stuff I mentioned plus a copy of the original Cowboy Rules, Fistful Lead Reloaded, copy of Horse and Musket, and then all the stuff that goes with it, like the cards and the and the status markers. So if you have never bought any of my stuff before and you just want to get it all at a much discounted rate, 150 bucks, you can get all that stuff. Um, nice. And then we're throwing, and then we did, you know, we started out with some pretty tame uh, stretch goals in the beginning, which is kind of what you want. It's the stuff that doesn't really cost me anything out of pocket but starting at the $2,500 level um, I'm doing the Codex Galactica which is a compendium of people's creatures and alien threats from across the galaxy what this is is basically I'm taking all the sort of more popular uh, genres and games and giving you hey this is how if you, if you wanted to use 40k figures but not play 40k mm -hmm. this is how I would break it down or if you want to use Star Wars or Star Trek or some of the other uh, figures you have laying around, here's how I think you should do it. So I'm basically laying it out almost like a, a monster manual, but kind of breaking it down. Yeah, um, using yeah. using non-IP infringing yes, terms exactly. all the way, of So course. we don't have, we've got... Uh, we've Dystopian space Nazis. Yes, we have genetically <laughs> altered super soldiers and big shoulder pads. We have... Uh, uh, star templars who can wield the mystic forces of the universe you know that kind of stuff um and then like i said before then at like 4500 after we hopefully pass this goal i'm doing a set of vehicle rules and the very top ones of five thousand dollar when we reach that part i've got a uh, little vehicle so you if you want if you, you could test out the vehicle rules if you don't have any um, sure. Then we've got a little handy dandy video on there that does a really quick and dirty one turn, uh, showing me and my son just playing through a, a turn to to just to kind of show everybody. It's pretty simple. Okay. So pretty yeah, pretty I, affordable I'm... levels, I think. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, as usual, people are usually 
upset about the shipping, but I don't get to decide how much it costs. I understand people in, you know, uh, Europe and Australia that want it, and they're like, $15. And I'm like, dude, I'm cutting you some slack because last year I got got killed on shipping, and that was being generous, so. And I and it's just me. <laughs> My family helps out a lot, and they definitely help out a lot at the uh, uh, cons and stuff like that. But I'm the writer, designer, shipper, all that kind of stuff. So it, it's it's a one man operation for the most part. Yeah, I, I I'm definitely looking forward to Galactic Heroes. I I'm somewhat of a fan of science fiction skirmish type games. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm definitely more interested in building a narrative. And I've got a I've got an annual gaming weekend where a lot of my old gaming cronies from years past collect uh, at a winery that's not too far from my house, and we spend the entire weekend playing games and eating and yeah. and drinking and carousing and just having a grand time. We can definitely play and on I've a been small kinda, area. So yeah, and I, I'm. I've been trying a couple different uh, rule systems to to get it to stick, and uh, this this might be this might be right up our alley, our you know right up our collective alley for this. So well, hopefully it is. Definitely looking <laughs> forward to it. So uh, unfortunately, it it won't make it in time for this year's game weekend because it's always it's either always in July or pretty close sure. to July. Well, if I um, have a pre if. If I have a, a pre-launch one, maybe I can... I don't think you'll be angry if you suddenly get a, a PDF version of it or something. Last year, we were actually... Yeah, I, I, last year, or not last year, our last Kickstarter, um, I was actually able to send out uh, a PDF version of the rules like before we actually shipped. So um, anybody that bought into it, I was actually able to send them uh, a a pre-printed version so that they could try mm-hmm. it out. So. Yeah, you won't hear me complain yeah. about that. That's for sure. So, um, now, as we are recording, I'm looking at the at the page right now, uh, the goal is $3,500 US, yeah. and you're at 3408 yeah. so you just need 92 people to come in with a dollar. One person, <laughs> two maybe. To kick it over. Yeah. yeah, so I'm definitely I'm definitely going to be putting the word out. Uh, or actually, I already have on Twitter and on and on the Facebook page. So sure. if we can get a couple of people to pull the trigger, actually, that's just that's three people to do the uh, the bounty hunter. Yeah, that's the printed copy and the PDF yeah. plus shipping. You know, well, I guess that that doesn't quite make it, yeah. does it? But because you're not counting shipping. But anyway, <laughs> yeah couple you know three four people to kick in essentially a minimum amount yeah so i'm and you've got 23 days to go as oh, yeah. as we're looking at it right yeah, now yeah so. I, I feel confident we're gonna get there and you generally yeah. get a big rush at the end too there's a lot of people just yeah. kind of wait to see what's happening and then sort of pile on at the end we had most of ours in the last kickstarter i think we doubled like in the last week or less than the last week it went doubles up there so yeah 3500 basically i break even hopefully if i did my math Mm -hmm. right that's that's enough for me to just get the printing done and everything um yeah so 
yeah, I'm definitely not getting rich off of this, but like, I'm not really doing it for, well, yeah, I am doing it for, for some amount of money, but it's also just, yeah. Um, like I said, I like, I've always been the dungeon master whenever we played D and D or any other game like that. And I get a lot mm-hmm. of satisfaction out of people having a good time. And, um, so being able to put a quality product out there that people really like is makes me feel pretty good yeah absolutely absolutely one thing about this project that definitely has has me interested is you know like you said you can you can apply just about anything to it that you want science fiction wise now the design that goes into the custom cards for example because that is one of the one of the add-ons as yeah. uh, a deck of custom cards and you've got a sample of what some of the cards are going to look yeah. like um, is that is that you doing that graphic yeah, design that's or do what you have I someone do. that does I mean, it I've, for you I've been a illustrator designer my whole life so I I work for a large greeting card company centered in Kansas City <laughs> and went to a went to the art institute here in Kansas City and yeah okay so that's that's what I do for a living plus freelancing and stuff like that so yeah so all the artwork and everything is mine um, all the design work and writing and everything is too. If nice. we are able to do some miniatures yeah, that, and stuff like that, it it won't be me, but everything else is. So. Yeah, right, right, right. The URL to the Kickstarter is definitely going to be in the show notes, folks. If if nothing else, just go to Kickstarter and put in their little search, in their little search window, Galactic Heroes, and it's the first thing yeah. that comes up. Uh, now, how did the how did the last Kickstarter go? You did a Kickstarter for Fistful of Lead yeah. Reloaded, correct? And yeah, and you it like I said, it went. We funded pretty early, and then we kind of had this sort of dead zone, and then and it was again, it was thirty five hundred dollars, and then with in the last like four days, it shot up to like eight thousand. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, and we were we delivered on time. We got everything out. Um, uh, on time to everybody. Uh, I think we had like one or two oopses where maybe I left like a set of dice or something out of it, uh, but we were able to get it taken care of. Mm-hmm. So pretty much without any incident. And uh, although I had two backers that never gave me their never gave me their uh, info at the end, and I heard from one of them like two months ago. So like two years later, the guy's like, "Hey." Um, <laughs> I, I just now saw that there was an email for needing my backer information <laughs> and I was like dude I'll, I'll you know some of the stuff was um, kind of ex- not exclusive but I just don't offer it on the web store anymore we don't have any in stock I was like I can refund you I can give you he's like well just give me whatever you got and I was like okay so I gave him whatever I gave him what he had asked for and then I gave him like a I think a $10 discount thing if you wanted to order something off our website but yeah no it really mm-hmm. well i'm hoping same thing is gonna happen here i've got three kickstarters i'm still waiting for stuff six months after they were supposed to deliver yeah oh yeah yeah it's <laughs> it's not a i don't want to say it's a crapshoot but it's it you do kind of you do kind of take things yeah well uh, there's a little bit i don't want to say there's a risk but it's very rare I'll just yeah. I'll just be polite and say it's very rare that stuff gets delivered when yeah. it's even from really big companies <laughs> mm-hmm. that I'm waiting <laughs> on that have you know 
pretty big audiences and yeah it's still i'm yeah. still waiting on stuff but yeah we should well i i, but, I think we'll i think we'll probably end up about the same way it's it's you know it's a niche industry and because i'm not offering miniatures and and, and stuff i think and yeah. i know specifically there's a lot of the uh, european and uk customers that have that have said i am gonna wait till you get your you know you get the after the the kickstarter's out and you're gonna ship to to uh the uk and then i'll order it from and i'm like oh okay so <laughs> yeah but well i'll I'll say this to my to my UK and Europe listeners because I do have a significant number of them. Uh, just go ahead and pledge for the PDF, and then buy the print copy from yeah. you know Caliber Books or whoever else carries it in yeah. the UK and Europe. It's simple, yeah. right? If only nine of you people do that, <laughs> yeah, just then we'll we'll get Jay over the over yeah. the hump, and we can all rest easy, and I'll have my Star Marshal badge for crying yeah. out loud. We did get a request for something <laughs> that was. Uh, They're like, "Well, what about our a space pirates out here?" And I'm like, "Well, oh, I guess if there's enough people that really want to want a space pirate badge, not that I would think pirates would wear a badge, but I'll make one." Um, <laughs> I did a like. It's in yeah, it's in the like guidelines. Said, the, one of the guys that's on Lead Adventure Forum that's that's going to be doing the gothic horror one i i threw i did a over lunchtime i did a what the king of spades card would look like for for that game and threw it on there for him so that got him excited Mm -hmm. so you you've got the so looking forward you've got the you've got the apocalyptic uh bonus pdf coming down the the swashbuckling one We'll have a gothic horror one, mm-hmm. um, and I'm thinking uh, that, and then possibly a couple of games that are not going to be using the fistful lit engine, but I think you'll still like because they sort of stick to my philosophy. Um, and then I'm, and I think I may just do uh, if if people wanted enough, sort of a a basic rules the the sort of basic rules that then you can just layer on whatever you want so think of um here's kind of the guts of it that you can strap on whatever you want i don't know how that would work right. but uh yeah kind of taking what we've learned and put it all together in one place for lack of a mm-hmm. better word but yeah so i think yeah ultimately right. i'd like to do a i'd like to do a board game i'd like to do you know other stuff too mm-hmm. it's just so much so much stuff yeah. you want to do i i kind of got myself into that trap today actually because i was going back and forth with a buddy of mine on on facebook about you know just random stuff and uh he's in germany and he said well it's it's 20 hundred here and i thought oh you're in germany Twenty hundred. that's the same as 2000 twilight yeah, 2000 exactly. so i started I started thinking about doing a, you know, doing a mini game mm-hmm. for my own benefit in the Twilight yeah. 2000 setting, and talked to my, you know, mentioned it to my brother, and he says, "Why do you keep yeah. doing this to me?" Just stick to one. <laughs> well, I find so. that you know I've got a like I said we've got a pretty uh, active uh, gaming group, and like it, there's probably. I don't know, 15, 18 people in it total, and at any given time I get 
you know, kind of six regulars and then some periphery sort of people. But it's really mm-hmm. me and one to two others that sort of provide all the miniatures and all the game. And so we right. sort of drive what people do. I mean, I've got people in my group that they literally don't paint anything or own any games. They just come over and hang out and drink beer and play games. But that doesn't bother me because personality-wise, I've got a great group to hang with. But it's really mm-hmm. the sort of what we play and what we do is driven by one or two people in it. Yeah, we rarely right. play the same game week to week. I mean, we talk about doing campaigns mm-hmm. and like like you said and setting things up. And it just never never happens that way. Yeah, you know, just trying to get the same people to show up on a regular basis is one thing. And, um, right, right. Yeah. Now we're we're getting just about time, or it's it's coming up on about an hour, getting close to an hour. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention possibly the single most gorgeous war game I've ever seen, and that is Chris. Chris Chris's Clucky, last name. If you go to his website, website, yeah. it's Cluckamuck at blogspot.com. Yeah, he. Um, He's one of those people that focused on one or two periods and just does it really right. And he's he was very beneficial yeah. on my Red Hatchets and Black Powder game. He helped edit it. He helped me come up with uh, a lot of the basics of how we were taking a horse and musket to it. And, yeah, he, he does some beautiful work. Most of his, 90% of his miniatures are uh, 54 millimeter from John Jenkins design I believe is who it is big old mm-hmm. figures and yeah. um, they come painted but then he modifies them so that you know if you have the same figure that he'll go in and this guy's got brown hair and this guy's got blonde hair and you know change the cuffs yeah. the colors and stuff and... like that to make the different units and then he does these magnificent bases on them and then his terrain is just you gotta go look at his page just to see the terrain it's insane so yeah definitely definitely in the show notes um i've had the pleasure of of playing a game that chris has run uh, at recruits uh at least once and mm-hmm. i've seen him at recruits a couple he's in minnesota times. for anybody and who's it's listening, just a, he's in minnesota yeah yeah he mm-hmm. is up in the twin cities uh and it's just a it's just a real treat just to look at yep. his tables because they are truly impressive and he you can't say you can't say enough good things about yeah about and the he's, just, he runs. he's a and, he's a great guy to start with and a great um, game master I've known him twenty five years we both went to the art institute together and um, worked together at Hallmark okay. for a while. Um, he uh um besides the french and indian war stuff he does some really great uh 15 millimeter uh, roman stuff he does the uh, punic wars stuff he's got a good of that mm-hmm. too but yeah if you're up in minnesota in minneapolis he's i know he's got a, a hobby shop up there that he plays at so big shout out there yeah yeah just absolutely gorgeous um can't say enough good. I I did enjoy the post-apocalyptic table that you had two years ago at Recruits. Also, that was really well done. Well, I'm working. I've been working on a lot of sci-fi training, and, uh, as you can imagine. So, 
Uh, we'll I'll try to get some pics yeah. of that either both on my blog and on the on the Kickstarter blog. So if, if you want to go to my blog, I'm at the Baron Von J one word dot blogspot dot com. So it's B A A R O N V O N J dot blogspot dot com. But I, I just posted up the pictures from TwisterCon, and we ran four fistful of lead games. I did a um, I did the traditional cowboy one on Friday night. Then we did in the morning we did the French Foreign Legion in Mexico, uh, which I forgot my mm -hmm. Adobe terrain. So the uh, Legion was fighting in a very verdant part of Mexico. <laughs> And then we did a French and Indian War game, and then we finished it with uh, that night with uh, the Galactic Heroes. And you can see some of the terrain I built for that on there. Yeah. Too. So, yeah, that's on there. And then, like, if you go on the blog, you'll see we play about everything. So, week before, we were doing a Dragon Rampant mm -hmm. game, and the week before that, we were doing post-apocalyptic car races. And so, yeah. Bunch of different stuff. Yeah, you gotta like well, that. I don't just play my stuff. <laughs> you gotta like that. No. <laughs> no, I definitely, I definitely. Yeah, do. Oh, those, those are from Kickstarter. Ones. That's from the Greenskin Wars. It's um. Uh, yeah. Oh no, I'm gonna forget. Yep. Kev uh, Adams, right? A, I think the guy's Italian, and he basically has got Kev Adams doing these sculpts for him, and they're just, they're great. Those guys are huge, though. They're they're big. Uh, I got a, a mm -hmm. friend of mine got the ogre from that thing, and it's gigantic. But they're very cool. And if you're a big fan yeah. of the the old uh, Games Workshop stuff, you, yeah, you got to get that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm very definitely yeah. a fan of Old Hammer. And if you go back through the uh, backlog of the show. I've got a couple of episodes Great. devoted to old hammer. Yeah, so I am too, and I have got but, I have got uh, some seriously old yeah, wood I, that from back then too that I some yeah. unfortunately is still sitting crying out in a in a box somewhere to be painted. But uh, yeah, trying to get through all that stuff. I I'm I'm wanting to do just a whole you know old old hammer esque just battle with just old lead. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, I think that's a good pl good place to break. I'll, I'd like to catch back sure. up with you after the uh, Kickstarter finishes, yeah. just for a few minutes to see see how things went and see how things are progressing. But if if for some reason we don't get to cross paths over the internet, I hope to cross paths in the field house at mm -hmm. least Summit High School this September. At, at, we will uh, be there. Um, sure. The the Kickstarter should be done then, and we'll actually have. Uh, uh, hard copies and stuff there too so we'll be we'll be selling stuff you know that available on the Kickstarter will also be then available then but if you just can't wait invest Excellent. in the Kickstarter and you'll probably get stuff earlier absolutely absolutely yeah if, and again just to reiterate uh, the link will be in the show notes if you're listening to the show please go at least check it out tell your friends about it if you're not interested maybe they are and uh you know, go ahead and throw Jay a couple bucks and yep, support get this your, thing funded. Your independent guys. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, as always, if the war gaming you're having isn't any fun, you make it fun. That is all. 
Veteran War Game on copyright Jay Arnold 2018. Be sure to leave a positive review on iTunes. If you'd like to join the discussion, head to the blog at theveteranwargamer.blogspot.com. Music courtesy of binsound.com.